Hello and welcome to the Marky Worthington Comedy Podcast. This is uh, episode 25 with Benny Egmelis. Uh Benny's been on the show before, so you probably remember him from the uh, previous episodes. Get to hear um, hear a few more stories and hear me have a bit more of a chat to him. As we mentioned in the show, this is the first episode recorded in uh, the new studio that I've set up. So shout out to uh, Better Music for uh, helping get it out and also to... Um, yeah, to everyone for tuning in to make it worthwhile to uh, to actually to actually uh, warrant setting up a studio to to do this all this sort of stuff in. So yeah, thanks to everybody, and um, again, shout out to uh, Better Music. Uh, on top of that, we've got uh, dates coming up. So upcoming um, dates, I've got uh, open mic comedy at Smith's Alternative on uh, Sunday the 13th of September, kicking off at 6 o'clock, Smith's Alternative in the city. And then we've got um, The Basement on Tuesday the 15th of September, kicking off at 8pm. I've already got a uh, full lineup of comedians there so doors at 7 30 kicks off at 8 make sure you uh, head on down and check that one out the last few have been fairly busy and um and full so hope you all head down to that one and check it out so always a always a good night and uh rounding off the month of september we've got the uh boardwalk open mic um starting from 8 p.m at boardwalk bar in balconan remember for um any of the would you rather questions um, online reviews or advice that you want to um, send on through to the uh, the podcast, just email me at markyworthingtoncomedy at gmail.com. That's all one word, markyworthingtoncomedy at gmail.com. And uh, remember to like, subscribe and rate to um, help push out more content. Cheers. Here in the home studio for the first time with my homie, Benny Eggs. How you doing, man? Benny Eggmillies, how you doing, man? Fuck, bro. I'm doing fantastic, mate. It's Sunday. You made me a killer cup of coffee. That's it. Come over here, man. Gave me a grand tour of your new place. <laughs> yeah, so I'm doing, I'm doing fantastic, bro. Thank you. Yeah, cool, man. Good to have you here. You've been on the show before. We did like a two-parter before. Yep. We ran on for so long, kicked it for two parts, man. I just figured it'd be sick to have you back here for the first time in the new setup. Yeah, come on. Thanks for having us back again, man. You know, like we fucking talked a lot of shit, man, the last one. A lot of shit, bro. <laughs> there, was, there was nothing like nothing off limits. So, you know, to get me back and be like, I'm going to give this motherfucker another run. Thank you. No, man, I... Usually, I uh, like to get through all the all all my homies in the scene, and I've pretty much um, been right through. I got a couple that I haven't had on before, and you're one that I wanted to have back. Want to have Billy back, Kai back? And, yeah, uh, man. So yeah, be, it's good, man. Your first cap off the rank for the for the return guests. <sighs> Except I had Ross Yeoman on a couple of shows, but the the I had some I did some like isolation episodes because they were oh, like phoners. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and we just ran through some stuff, man. But I've had a couple, of, like I had a few of my buddies on the show that aren't comedians that just had cool stories or whatever to, to talk about. That's good, man. That's what I like about you, Mark. If somebody has got an interesting story, you'll give them a run, mate. Like they just <laughs> need to have one thing going for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like they don't need to put that W in. You just need to have one thing going for you and you get a shot at life, <laughs> man. You get a fucking... Get a, get a go at the title, mate. You know? get, get a crack, man. So. Yeah. Since we spoke last time, man, we did the. I, I was at the um, the uh, the curry comedy. Uh, you had the yeah, curry man. comedy showcase and also the deadly funny stuff. Yeah, man. So 
Yeah, like so COVID obviously shit all over the festival events yeah. and stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. And every everybody in the sort of comedian scene, stand up comedian scene, just got kicked in the nuts hard. Yeah, but we just like it, it's a fuck a crazy story, man. Like so we we got we had sponsors involved, <clears throat> and I like we told these guys we're going to do it, and I I wanted to figure out how we did it. Mm. Because where I come from, like, if people are ponying up, you you just fucking make it work. Right? Mm -hmm. So we thought about, like, oh, shit, man, we'll do Corey Comedy and we'll have 100 people. Yeah. And we were like, oh, yeah, that's all right. We only had 80 at the last one, so we'll sell out. Yeah, yeah. No worries. And then it was, like, a day later, it was, like, 50. And we were like, yeah, yeah, we can live with that. We can live with that. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It was, like, a fucking half a day later. It was like, <laughs> yeah, your motherfuckers can only have 10 people in the room. <laughs> Even then, we were still like, yeah, we can do 10. We can do 10. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we give a shit, man. Like, and then they got down to one. And they were like, yeah, man, I don't know. We're going to have to come up with another plan. And we almost threw the towel in, bro. Mm. But then we just did Corey Comedy, um, the great debate, good, great Corey debate. We just did it online, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like uh, over, over the... Facebook Live. Yeah, yeah. And it fucking killed, man. Like, it was really good. And, yeah, we were happy with the setup and the sponsors were happy. So yeah, sick. Yeah, there's always a way around, you know, problems. And I think everyone at the moment's finding more sort of inventive ways to get their material out there. For example, like, I put more time into the podcast because I had couldn't do stage time. So I was like, yeah, like I said before, we just did a few phone interviews. I couldn't get comedians all the time. So I was like, hey, I know this dude that's got like a cool story or, you know, like with Ross, we did a couple of online reviews. We read out a couple of online reviews for different different places, just little sections that I've added to the show. Yeah, awesome, man. Well, that's, what, like, right. that's what the, so something like this does, man. Like it, it as a, like I'm a small business owner, right, and I've mm. got – several businesses and they're all in very very different industries like not even close right yeah that's medical supplies that's film and entertainment over there right mm. they're, they're kind of that way and that's aboriginal consultancy over there and covid just made you go like fucking review everything in your business and yeah. go shit uh we need to change the way we do things so we don't like fucking die of yeah. another one of these down the track so you're forced to, to review everything and and work it out and like that's sort of like we're looking at this um potties and shit like that man you got like you gotta get creative bro yeah you know what i mean um you gotta think outside the box and you got to uh think about like like talent man like from a different perspective hmm. like that's that's where i'm learning man anyway yeah, no, for sure, man. It's like I think it'll also change how people set up businesses now because they got to have in the back of their mind that if anything ever happens, they need to have like a back back out plan, sort of like another way of doing it. Yeah. Um, I know, for example, the bar that I work at and run the open mics at the basement, they decided to to um, change their whole layout. So now they've got tables and chairs so everyone can sit apart and they can still fit people in there mm -hmm. and still have events and stuff, you know. But they, they don't exactly um, have the same setup as before, but they can still host events, you know. You fit 100 people in there. Last open mic, I had 60 people. The one before that, I had 80. Like, so if on which a Tuesday bandwidth, night... Bro, which is still pretty fucking massive, bro, for Canberra open mic. On a Tuesday, scenes, dude, bro, yeah. Like that's, that's, a, that's a big... That's what we were getting at Corey Comedy, like, at the at the 
Comedy fe- Canberra Comedy Festival, man. Yeah. Like, that's an open mic, man. That's an open mic, man. People, I think that during lockdown, people are craving entertainment more because they realise how good they had it before and how much they miss going out and seeing live live performance. Bro, bro fucking me. I'll tell you so. Like, one of, one, of, one, of, one of my small business is ice cream productions, right? And we're, we're in this whole, like, you know, film and entertainment and all this other shit, right? And when I was looking at who is surviving hard, not just surviving, like who's crashing, mm. right now, it's online streamers. Yep. Online streamers, bro, are in their fucking zone right now, man, you know? And I was like, how do I learn more about what these guys are doing? So, I, mm. <laughs> so bro, I'll fucking <laughs> bad. I, I got all this, like, so I got, I got recommended to go on this app, right? Yeah. Scout, it's called, bro, all right? I, and actually, I don't recommend it unless you have a, an actual purpose of learning, I don't recommend it. Yeah, right? yeah. But it's fucking crack up, bro, because they have this live streaming thing, man. And what I love about it, right, is that on the Sunday, you can have like a pastor, man, just live streaming his shit, just answering questions, bro. Trolls are in there just giving this motherfucker curry, man, just, <laughs> just hammering him, man. And he's just like, you know, praise the Lord, man. I'm gonna pray for you. He's just like <laughs> bringing that game, man, that game. But if you stay up till about three, four in the morning, like Pluck Bin Chook is a 50 year old meth head who lives in a trailer park outside of Brisbane, <laughs> fucking gets on, man, and just starts spitting that meth wisdom, bro. <laughs> fucking amazing, bro. Like this, just online, sh- and these people make money off of it, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's incredible, man. Dude, that's fucking crazy. Oh, here's the thing though: the meth wisdom. That's like a new thing, dude. Like that's like a like that's a new stream to go into, bro. I tell meth you now, wisdom. Meth wisdom is, you know, it's like sad, like <laughs> because I feel like you know, like we're still at that stage of meth where people can't quite laugh about it yet. You know, yeah, like yeah, we're yeah. laughing about it, but we're like, <laughs> you know, meth wisdom, like like because that could fly, man, hard, bro. Meth wisdom is it's amazing, man. You know mm. what I mean? So. I think, like, but we gotta we gotta get to that place, man, where we can be like, ah, meth, ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the thing about math wisdom, man, it turns every every tooth into a wisdom tooth because they all fall out. <laughs> oh, yeah. so, math wisdom tooth. I think, yeah, like I, what I love about math wisdom, bro. Like when I hear someone giving me math wisdom, like I'll hear it about three or four times. Hmm. That they'll repeat it, <laughs> and I'll repeat it, I repeat it, repeat it, and they'll move on to the next sentence, and then they'll repeat it again. They're just it's driving at home, man. It's like they say, like if you say stuff over and over, it helps people remember it. That's why it's burnt in because you, you only hear. See, if I hear something from someone else, right? Yeah, I might need to hear it a couple of times to hear it. You hear meth wisdom once, it sticks with you. That's it, mate. Because they <laughs> fucking get it, mate. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. get it. They know that <laughs> they already did the hard work, so you don't have to. At a high capacity level, man, their <laughs> neurons are firing, man. Like they, there's this, bro. Have you ever had? A, you ever? Had, I've, I've seen some people, man, come with some fucking crazy ideas, man, mm-hmm. around business and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The funniest one I saw is Filipino Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah, and to that day, I did not even know that Bitcoin had a race. Like they were, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that they were fucking like had nationalities and yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like, oh yeah, man, the Philippines is about to fucking skyrocket, man. They're about to skyrocket in the Bitcoin. Yeah, man. So get into Filipino Bitcoin. And I was like, even if I wanted to, bro, I would not know how to right now buy Filipino Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, I don't even know. Any. It's like when Bitcoin was a thing, I had some 
lad I was working in an office, he was telling me all about it. I'm just like, I don't even know what the fuck this shit is. Like, I was listening to a podcast. I was saying that some dude bought some Bitcoin back when it was like cheap. And now he sold it and bought a house. Like, it's just like, there's money in everything, but I just don't know how to make that money when it comes to Bitcoin. You know, look at Bitcoin, right? I think, I feel like um, it's one of those things I'm actually okay that I never invested in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because if I did and I, and, I, and I crushed, I still wouldn't tell my friends yeah. that I made money off Bitcoin. Yeah, Because yeah. they would look at me like, this is trailer park, motherfucker, <laughs> man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what's wrong with the, the good old-fashioned conventional ways of making money? Rare bricks and mortar. Yeah, this yeah. is the thing, man. Bitcoin's like the... Um, Bitcoin is like one of those things where it's like, Oh, fuck the amount of shit it's like if you make money from bitcoin you don't want to tell people it's a bit like if you because <laughs> you like that's some dodgy money there look you don't want to fucking invest in something that you reckon's gonna because how crazy is it they made a currency purely for using on the black market yeah man that's psycho bro that like they're like we don't want to we don't want this currency anymore we're going to invent our own and put it through the roof yeah see because that that would fuck with my head man because if someone said to me, hey, that's man... A, that's some communism shit there. <laughs> right. Because if someone said to me, like, um, hey, man, I want to send you $100, um, then I expect $100 in my account. Do you know what I mean? Mm, like, yeah. that's my money. <laughs> yeah. Whether it's fucking Bitcoin or real money. Like, I expect to be able to go up to a bank somewhere, pull that motherfucker out and utilise it in the right way of doing it, man. Yeah, yeah. These dudes carry around, like... Hard drives and shit like that. <laughs> no, what the fuck, man? You know, like... Uh, yeah, like, I don't go to an ATM and pull out a floppy disk. Yeah, I mean, you know? <laughs> take a floppy disk down. Take a fucking hard drive down to the strip club, man, and see see if you can throw that shit on stage, man. It's not, it doesn't, it's not how the world works, man. It's not how the world works, bro. You know what I mean? You'll get fucking thrown out by Big Tony. Or yeah, yeah. Things. Get that fucking go down to the strip club with your floppy disk and turn it into a hard drive. Yeah, right. Oi, go, oi, go up to your go up to your bank, mate. And just go listen, mate. When's the rent due? Here it is. Go up to your fucking you know your landlord and just give him your hard drive, mate. His rent. Yeah, that's it, man. Yeah, but yeah, fuck, I don't yeah, even mate. understand. Look, me talking about shit I don't understand. You know what? But fuck, you know what? Listen, but I, I, I'm gonna say this. Fuck Bitcoin. Mm. And just fuck Bitcoin, like don't don't ever come up to me and suggest it as an idea. <laughs> don't you know? pay me in it. I don't want <laughs> it. Give me cash. It's like yeah. when I'm working at the bar, man. People are like, oh, can I buy you a drink? And like drinks, man. You know, drinks at a bar, man. You're talking like eight, twelve dollars anywhere in man, between. Man, man. So I'm just like, nah, man, I, I don't drink on shift. And by the time I'm finished my shift, I want to go home. I don't want to sit here and have, a, have yeah. a beer after I finish mop on the floor, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So just give me 10 bucks. <laughs> like, don't Bro, don't buy me a drink. Just go, here's a $10 tip. Bro, I love it. It's like, I'd prefer to get three of those in one night than buy three, than have three drinks. Because you know what? I'm going to take that home. I'm going to chuck it in a jar and it... Christmas time, I'm going to bloody 
buy something for the studio or get a poster yeah, or something man. cool, you know, like some mic. I get, obviously need mic arms and we're holding these fucking, they're like 12 kilos, these fucking things. That's why I can only get like buff cunts on the show, man, because you need to be able to hold this mic. Yeah, this, this is a fucking heavy mic, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like this, like if they had microphones back when fucking King Arthur and medieval motherfuckers were riding around, you know, this would be it, man. This yeah, would be yeah. the medieval microphone, bro. You know what I mean? Like this, this could survive <laughs> the Dark Ages, <laughs> Great Depressions, motherfucker, two world wars, man. <laughs> this could survive a third world war, bro. This mic will still be at the end. Well, I sh- I like to uh, shoot big with everything, so I'm like, why would I get like a little microphone that I'd then have to get a new one if I get boom arms? I'll just get the heavy ones, and then everyone has to hold the heavy ones. <laughs> and then once I get boom arms, it'd be sorted, man. Zero gravity, just yeah, sitting man. back, holding it. I just like that you just automatically every episode have ticked the box that says I'm a cunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been a cunt today <laughs> to you. You're holding it. Uh, t- box ticked, mate. Mark has fucking ticked it. Yeah, dude. I, I, I think I mentioned that in the last show, just in case anyone forgot. Yeah. You know, I've always mentioned the big mics, man. But if you if you haven't don't already know that I'm a cunt, man. Fucking, what you listen to the show for? You need to know this shit up front. Yeah, you, at least I'm honest about it. Be you know? honest about it, man. And I think, I think, like, listen, liars ha- have to hide the fact, right? Because mm. that's that's the that's the nature of it, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're a cunt, that's, they, they're different kettle of fish people, man. You know what I mean? Like, they, they <laughs> like them sort of people change the way other people feel about themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so these people need signs around their necks, man, to let these people know, I'm a cunt. If, if you engage me, how you feel about you is going to be significantly impacted. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, you know what I mean? It's not exactly a sign around their neck, but certain tattoos on their neck will tell you anyway. Yeah, just to see, man. Like, you, know, <laughs> and you can do it like, you know, make it look like a crip or something. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And Celtics, like, whatever, you know, yeah. make it make it like a cool little... Can't clean, bro. Can't clean. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know? Yeah, CC. Yeah, I, I always joke, like... um, I like, So my wife's really... Um, I've been married... 16 years yeah, mm. as of yesterday yeah good shit thanks bro um just so like we were talking about today right mm. like her family man like really um pentecostal really conservative christian mm. they talk things out like how we're talking now right they don't swear they don't raise their voice and they really don't say things that would hurt each other's feeling my family <laughs> when they argue yeah that it's it's um it's fucking crazy, bro. Is psycho. You yell, you tell that person they're a cunt, even if you're not sure yet, even if you know it's <laughs> not their fault yet. You just fucking throw it straight out there because it's you could go back and apologize. But hey, man, I'm like, you're a, you've been a cunt. You've been a fucking cunt. All right, I was wrong. Sorry about that. But in our family, you throw it out there straight up and you rip them, and and that's. And that's what being a cunt's about, We well, can't go back and say it, but you can go back on and say that you didn't mean it. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. You can't go back to that heated moment. It's gone. Once it's done, it's once, done. It's, once it's done, mate. So when, when you're in the moment, have it, put it all on the table, brother. Put it all and chuck a little extra in there too, mate. I like bringing up three, four years ago too, mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, that's a mad <laughs> argument when you when you when you have arguments with people that like to bottle it up. 
you can tell what pissed them off for the last four years because they'll be like they'll they'll yell at you about something you know these mics are too heavy fuck you fuck and blah 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 and then they'll be like and bloody the roast you cooked for dinner six years ago for Christmas was burnt and yeah. like it'll just be like right. you, you learn everything you did wrong and you just and you could tell from that one comment that that cunt has got a lot more in the fucking cupboard. Right, you know, like he just <laughs> bought out what was on the like the quickest thing to grab in that moment. But there is a fucking backlog of items, man, that this motherfucker wants to bring out and just unleash on you, man. See, that's like listen, and, and my wife's family would not be listening to this podcast, but that's them, bro. Like they'll bring something up five years ago. I've never seen anything like this shit in my life, man. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, remember that Christmas where Dad you flew down? Um, I think it was in 2005. Um, well, anyway, you spent three days <laughs> with your new wife's kids and you spent two days with us. Two days and a half, but it was still less. <laughs> yeah, doing math and Man, stuff. I was like, this is, this is the most, this is crazy shit, bro. You know what I mean? And um, my, my sister would be like, why the fuck you over here? You can't, you know, no, 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 you know, you're fucking, no, no, no. <laughs> Please get involved. There's a knife somewhere. And that's it. You know, everyone bashes each other, mm. and then we have some roast chicken in yeah, the morning. It's all done, done. Get it out out of the way. You know, but so I'm always fascinated by um, emotional hoarders, mm. people who can collect stories over a long period of time <laughs> and bring them out on the table uh, when the moment needs them to. The thing is, man, hoarders they like to collect stuff and never get it out. It's kind of like you're hoarding it, but then you you're like more of an emotional showcaser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. like, you, like you, you know, like when people have like old cars, they take to the show and that, and they yeah, shine right. it up. They get an old emotion, they chuck it in the shed, and when it's time time to show it, they I'll get it out, shine her up, and throw her out. Fucking there. throw it out there, right? <laughs> put a bit of put a bit of sauce. And on I just it. love how certain they are too, man. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like I can't. I can't remember what the fuck I ate yesterday, bro. <laughs> How the fuck am I going to rem- remember in detail what the fuck happened five years ago, man? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. can't bring it out like, hey, listen, man, you walk through that door, then you took a right turn, and then you fucking hit the light, <laughs> and then you turn back over your left shoulder, and you said to me, you're a fucking piece of shit, and that ruined me that day. I had grapes in my hand, and like, that, <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like, motherfucker, man. Yeah, seedless green It grapes. is some yeah, detailed yeah. shit, bro, and, and that's, to me, like, that's a skill, man, to hold, like, to hold on, like them motherfuckers who hold on to shit, man, mm. they got that's a skill set, bro. See, that's one thing with the meth wisdom, man. Do you think Sharon in her meth wisdom cares about what you're telling, what you're telling her? She's already said what she needed uh, to I, say. I, I think, look, I think Sharon, man, in her fucking meth wisdom, bro, she's <laughs> just got her own. <laughs> she's got a supermarket, man. Of just, you know, that's why Sharon is a meth. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. But this, <laughs> Just needed meth to get it out of the out of the cupboard then. Bruh, bruh. I'd oh, say, man. Man, I listen, I, I think um, uh, I was looking into some research, man. This yeah. is for real, bro, for real. Um, in a good way. Um, so the, the ice epidemic is kind of crazy at the moment. It is, like. yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, you know, so Even in small towns where, like, it never was a problem. Yeah, bro. It's psycho, man. And I, and I, can, and I can actually... Say that you know it's a fucking it's a struggle street with that shit. And yeah. People who work on it, right? That that are fucking on it, and and the the support is just not there, right? But 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 like one of the f- the, f- the things that I'm aware of, like most drugs, right, is your fuck game is next level. Right? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, is your fuck game's next level? Okay, and 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 like I was t- I was talking to my wife, I said like people come off it, man, 
and now they're just like basic bobs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and I, and I yeah, it's, they're not used to it. There's nothing out there to help these guys because <laughs> their fuck game just went from being your Michael Jordan, and now you're fucking fat time playing down at the local basketball yeah. court. Yeah. That's, that's that's the gap, man. How do you fucking? What do we do for these guys? How do we help them? <laughs> you know what I mean. So anyway, um, I'm 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 looking into you know this is as a business opportunity, <laughs> man. Like uh, different different products that could help these guys. Uh, look, looking at indigenous leaves, man, that act like a cocoa plant, you know. Yeah, yeah. Still, you know, get them all fired up and shit. Bring their, you know, they're still not going to be on a major game, yeah. but. Somewhere between normal and meffed up. Yeah, man. Don't make, don't make college basketball, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They get in there. Won't won't be like shooting shooting mad hoops, but oh, right. at least at least doing a couple of layups here and there, you know. But I just love that we could, you know, just openly talk about meth. You know what I mean? Man, I um, I I know I I'm not in the business of basketball, man. Like I'm five seven, dude. I I'd be lucky to ever step on a court, man. I'm yep. five seven, white boy. I can't even. I can't even. I'm lucky. I even know what a layup is. You know. Yeah, man. But um, man, I fucking um. I I tried out for the basketball team when I was in um, <laughs> when I was in um primary school. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, tra- I tra- dude, what we had to do was that we had to run it, like from half court up to the up to the um the hoop and do a layup to get it in. Is that it? That's it. That's all you had to do to just... Well, that was the first round, yeah? Okay, first round, yeah, yeah. Because I'll say, that was it, man. That explains a lot about this generation. <laughs> that we, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's what... The, that's all they had to do, man, to, like, fucking represent. Then that, then we know why there's so many stoners out there, bro. No, nah, man. So, like, um, that was the first round. If you got past there, then they had a whole bunch of other shit, yeah? I tried out. And maybe the teacher knew more about me than I did. Like, you know, maybe she was a bit of a fucking visionary. Yeah, she just yeah. knew that I was never going to grow very big. I was she like, just tell me. Yeah. She's yeah. like, this, this motherfucker's, a, firstly, he's a redhead. He's yeah. a ranger man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, no, I got but the best thing about me, man, like with my redheadness, um, <laughs> I got through fucking school before I grew any facial hair. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I just got the brown hair and then... I didn't get bullied for being a redhead until after school. So I was just like, oh, well, I'm fucking right. You know, I, I slipped through there like a daywalker lad. And they thought that I was just like a brunette. But I got through fucking school and then I grew the red hair. And they're like, oh, this cunt knew Bro, the whole time. How many rangers out there would be devoted, man? They'd be like, this cunt never, never caught any ranger yeah. shit, man. Because he, he flew under as an undercover man. <laughs> And then he busts out like when it's when it's all fucking like now it's cool to be red man you know what I mean like he's clean the glory well, up. Well, I didn't fucking know either. Like I had to wait until I grew the beard, like until I fucking knew. I figured it could have been a thing because I knew inside me. Whenever I see, a, whenever I see a, um, whenever I see a ginger cop and shit when I was in school, dude, I had that fire. Like I wanted to step in, but I didn't know why because I was like, well, I ain't, I ain't no ginger. Kindred spirits, yeah. bro. It was Kindred just fucking spirits. inside you, you know. It's the gene. It's the de- it's in your ge- like DNA. It's there's a there's a genetic code. <laughs> That you all talk and connect with yeah, each other, It's like man. a hive mind, dude. Yeah, like we yeah. like share information through through the fucking yeah, yeah. network. And yeah. when like one's being picked on, <laughs> it sends out like this fucking like distress thing, signal. Yeah, to like a kilometer <laughs> radius, man. And all of you feel it, man. All of you feel it. Apparently, wasps had that, dude. Like I'm trying to make this as fucking Joe Rogan as possible. I can't pull that up, but let me tell you. <laughs> apparently, um, apparently, fucking um, yeah, wasps do that, dude. They can like if. 
if they're close, they have like a distress signal they can send out. I don't know whether it's a sound or fucking certain. Look, I'm just going to make it up. I don't fucking know. You guys are going to Google it anyway, so you, like yeah. you'll know for sure. It would. But, it'll be. It'll have to be quick, man, because the space from a fucking like shoe mm. or like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when that distress signal needs to go out, that's like a like a we're talking milliseconds, man. So that shit's going to have to be like yeah, but maybe it's like a ping. Like they just they're like. Ding, you're right. Ding, you're right. If they don't hear a response, then they fucking go in. Then they go in, mate. They, yeah. know, they know they've been What's a gnarly too, man? Like, have you seen any of the... Like, they have, like, online, they have, like, fight videos between different animals. The the the, the heck? The crazy... No, I, I just don't have that sort of time oh, on my hands, man. man but fuck yeah. yeah. I, I, need, I need to. Save yourself time. Just look up one of them, man. There's one that's like a prey mantis versus a lizard. And this fucking prey mantis, dude... Takes out the lizard like a prey mantis versus a fucking lizard, bro. They are fucking hectic, bro. Scary shit, dude. Bro, when you, when when humans have developed a kung fu of how you fuck people like fucking sex up, you're bad, man. You're badass. <laughs> like that's crazy, Karate man. Kid, like. You know what I mean? Like no one's fucking around doing cheetah moves and shit like that, man. But there's a there's like prey mantis kung fu moves. Yeah, there, yeah. Bro. That's when you're like at the top of the game, man, as an insect. <laughs> you know what I mean? Funny is the fucking when when you look back at old movies, like so I watched Ninja Turtles, the first one, the yeah, other day. Like I said, I got a bit more time than yourself. Yeah, man. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. Everything you're saying, man, is just is really cunny to me, bro. Like it's like it's, I'm just here enjoying my life, Ben, and and catching up on shit, you know, yeah, that yeah. makes me feel happy. <laughs> and you're stressing out about life, Ben, you know. <laughs> yeah, dude. Fuck it, man. Ninja Turtles, yeah, go. Yeah, so, well, to be honest, man, I, I got, like, three jobs at the moment. Oh, and well, I, I just take it back. No, 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 no. But I, I just fit in stuff. Like, I'll, instead of doing, like, a an eight-hour day and calling it, I'll be like, well, I can fit in a four-hour shift after my day job. And I'll cram it all in. Like, I'll be like, oh, I've got a space there on, you know, Tuesday afternoon. I can do that. Oh, like, wow. I'll just, my solid day job is there and I just place everything on, e like, either side of it. And I just fill my day up. Like, I, I do, like, 70-hour weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's all for someone else. Like, it's all yeah, working for I've a company. That. Like, I, I honestly don't mind... When I when I was contracting and I finished up a contract before, because normally work in IT, I was like, oh, I've got a bit of time to myself, so I invested more time into you know my online presence, getting the podcast going, making sure that I've got like writing out material for my jokes and all that sort yeah, of stuff, bro, sharpening just shit being up, being responsible, man, like a responsible comedian and, during this time, yep. and just fucking like, dude, I don't mind doing that for sixteen hours a day because I'm doing it for myself, yeah. Whereas I fucking struggle sometimes to do eight hours for someone else. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I'll say like, I work for myself and work for myself for a while now, and I I lo I like I love working for myself, bro. Because you got to get that hunger, man. Like when you're like family relies on the money you make, man. You get after shit so much harder. <laughs> yeah. And I remember Christine Kane saying this to me once. She said the best advice she ever got, man, was before she went. Uh, as a pro comedian, they the advice she was given was quit your day job and and go for it because they said you won't fucking commit the way that you would if if you had like if you let let that job go, your commitment level will be through the roof because it's like that shit's got to work mm. 
or we don't live. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it has so, to. It's a sink or swim there. Yeah, man. See, get after it harder, man. But then again, man, like I'm, I'm wearing fucking tracksuits into work every day, bro, because I'm my own boss. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I'll I, I just keep it chill, bro. I mean, i got Puma tracksuits. i got fucking Under Armour tracksuits, man. <laughs> I'm going into work looking like a lad at bro. Like a lad, bro. <laughs> Hard. Every day, man. And like, um, but that's what I love too, you know? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to go and impress motherfuckers wearing jeans and shit. I can just be me. Yeah. So that's cool, man. I think that's the way of the new boss, man. Like, the gone of the days of the guy that, you know, didn't let people do what they wanted to do. Especially, like you said, you got, you're in entertainment, man. People, people need to understand that to be a good entertainer, you need to be comfortable and feel like yourself. You, you, know? you got it, man. Like, I'm, listen, if I start caring about how I should look, because that's what's going to make you happy, then I've, I've fucked that formula up, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and for me, bro, I just want to be comfortable, you know. And that's not to say I don't walk into my clients, man, looking like... Howdy you know, doody, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> looking like fucking houses, bro. <laughs> no, like... You, like you, you, yeah, you, yeah. Looking like fat pizza and shit. You got to spruce up, man, and, and show these clients where their money went. You know what I mean? It's all visual and shit like that. But, like, I love the, the flexibility around it, man. I love the grind. you got to grind fucking harder, man. But you just get no time, man. You know, like, I, I just took a 15-minute shit in your toilet, bro, <laughs> yeah. and knocked out two emails while I was in there, man. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I could, on a good shit, I'm about three emails. <laughs> yeah. You know, on a, on a, you know, on average, two emails. It's also harder when you're not on home ground. Like it's the same toilet, but when you're at someone else's, you just don't feel as comfortable writing it, writing it out as much. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like when you're in home ground, man. Like, like for example, I used to live in this place that had a had a spot like a sink next to the next to the toilet, and I used to just rest my arm on there. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Nothing like kicking back, taking shit. Fuck, putting your arm out there like a truck driver, you know? Yeah. Well. Yeah, but <laughs> that's good, eh? But then when I go somewhere else, I'm like, "Where's my fucking arm gonna go?" You feel all awkward and stuff. You're like, yeah, it's, it's just not the same. It's not me. And I got a, I got a bigger like because I'm Aboriginal, but I'm also Maori Islander. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, I got an Islander ass, right? <laughs> and that Islander ass needs um, a good foot inside of that toilet. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Can't fuck with these, you know, Chinese made uh, rooms. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you know yeah. where where I'm built I'm, the spec. You know you can't get the. Nah, man. They're got, trying to fit as much in the same house, hotels and shit like that. I can't do airports. That, I need space on either side of that toilet for my big ass. It needs to be like a sumo style toilet. You know? Do you know sumo is like? That's where they if they lose a, a battle. Like a like a res, like a match or whatever or the the fuck it is battle I don't know what they yeah, do yeah yeah like a wrestle yeah yeah, yeah. use a, lose a wrestle it just sounds fucking worse the more like yeah. they, they lose a fuck fight it's but anyway they uh, <laughs> they um some of them that's like a place of shame they just go to the go to the dunny and sit there for like fucking hours dude that's crazy man just because like they don't want to show their face because they're so like they're so they're so fucking tied up in the fact that they lost. Japan don't fuck around, eh, man? Like, they, they got that name and shame game down pat, eh, bro? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They got it, like... They got that motherfucker. They probably invented that name and shame game, eh, man? If, you, if you're sitting in a toilet for hours, man, because you are ashamed of your fuck... After wrestling another motherfucker that's, like, just beast mode? <laughs> yeah. Man, that's, that's name and shame. Is, is yeah, it's just like... Don't, what, what do you... Why would you be ashamed because you lost a wrestling match? Yeah. How about you just fucking address the fact 
the reason you had that wrestling match is because you decided to make a career out of being as fat as you possibly can be. Yeah. How about if that doesn't shame you, why it's, did losing a, the fucking yeah, thing? Like, it's about <laughs> where they focus. Like, it's about looking at the positive things, man. Like, even if even if you was the shittest wrestler, bro, you got a string. Yeah. Right up your ass. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? You have to wear your little hat and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. like bro, you can't touch your asshole. <laughs> But you still manage to shit and keep it clean. Dude, it's they're big wins, <laughs> bruh. <laughs> it's the opposite to most of the time when you reinforce someone. Yeah. You're just sitting there like like, oh, I lost my match. I'm never gonna um I'm never gonna succeed in this business again. It's like, bruh, you're the fattest gun out there. Yeah. No one else is as fat as you. <laughs> you <mean. laughs> it's like the opposite to what you normally say. Yeah, like, dude, you can't even touch your fucking back. Do you reckon anyone else, that guy can touch his back? Yeah, yeah. And you can't. You're look the only that, can't. Look you've at got, that skinny, you got some wiping your ass, yeah. you know? Like you're the fucking man. You got ass wipers and shit. Look at that, look at that skinny fucking low cholesterol motherfucker <laughs> over there, man. Look at that dude, man. He's gonna see hundred and nine, right? <laughs> You're going you're gonna to probably drop out about 70, <laughs> late 70s, man. But fuck that, man. Who wants to live to 109? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's about focusing on it. You know, you got 20 years, man. That's all you got. You got 20, 30 years, bro. So let's, let's fucking get fatter, man. Come on. That's what I say. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. I love sumo wrestlers, man. Like I'm obsessed with the way they live their life, man. They are stars over there. They are stars, man, in Japan. Yeah. But I just love it. I love any Japanese, I mean, Japanese cultures. Because as an Aboriginal person, man, I like looking at cultures, bro, and making comparisons and seeing what they value and, and mm. seeing how I can, like, oh, man, what does that look like, man? When I look at Japanese people, bro, and their culture, like, traditionally, it's a fucking different world, man. It's, like, crazy, man. Fucking... I like um, seeing different cultures, man. Dude, I've not, I've not travelled, I've not done any of that cool shit. I just been I just Me either, st- man. stick stick around, but I like to learn about different stuff, man. My buddy, he's been on the podcast before, Jackie Taylor. He loves mm. he loves different cultures, man. He's traveled he's traveled not not as much. Like he's just sort of traveled. Um, he hasn't traveled much. Yeah, this yeah. This fucking yeah. guy, he doesn't travel. What do you want from me? So, um, but he does know a lot about different cultures, man. You like tell him something and be like, oh yeah, that's like this culture. He's like really informed about all, all sorts yeah, man, of crazy it, shit. Because it's everywhere around us, bro. Like I learned um, when I was sitting at this uh, group and we're talking about cultural competency, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. I was talking to these Ethiopian people and I find out that these Ethiopian Australians, which the parents were first generation, their kids are here. They have this fucking psycho coffee uh uh, ceremony thing they do, man, and yeah. it sounds badass, bro. And I was like, bro, that's awesome. Like, I want to, I want to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And 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 like, you could just do that shit from just talking to people. You know, you don't travel. Like, I don't travel, bro. I fucking hate travel, man. I went to America once because my mate, I was in his bridal party, and I had mm. to go. But I can't stand overseas mm. travel, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So I. If I go to Dubbo, man, that's fucking like that's that's me, bro. That's, yeah, that's it. Yeah, you know, I grew up in a town, man. Is like, like the town that Dubbo makes fun of, right? Mm. Well, that town made fun of the town I grew up in. <laughs> that's the sort of town I grew up in. So I'm, I'm country all the way, man. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, I fucking love that shit, man. I was talking about travel before and different places around the around the 
around Australia that you've played or, you know, done done stuff at. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, dude, I've seen um, – we're talking off mic about our boy um, Briggs. He's got Briggs, his, got his, uh, got his new album out and shit. But um, we were chatting about that and I was um, I was watching a, like a, it was like a YouTube series. Yeah, yeah. Where he's going around to all different um, – different like uh aboriginal like uh correction f- facilities yeah, yeah, correctional centers yeah yeah and doing like um doing shows for him and yeah stuff. yeah yeah he's awesome he's a gnarly dude man and there's this one dude they're like yeah we got this lady here is in isolation we can't like we don't we we only go in there with like masks and stuff on and briggs is like no i don't need any of that like just send me in there yeah bro he just goes in there has a chat to him and that was like it was all chilled they had it on had it all filmed and that Dude was chilled. He just needed to connect with someone that that he like respected. Yeah, bro. And and fucking like, and this is the thing, man. Like, what people, are, you know, like if there's a, a a room or a jail over there full of, um, let's just say Buddhists. Mm. Like, we know they've never been there, but Buddhists, right? Mm. You know, you want to send Buddhist workers in there, bro, to to make sure, like, there's that fucking understanding, yeah. bro, or train your workers in there. To understand Buddhism, mm. so they can better, you know, provide a service in there. You know what I mean? And 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 doing that shit is 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 helpful, bro. Like to that to what to the flow of productivity in that place. You know, so like um, like Briggs going in there doing that, man. That's just like a classic example of of sending the right people in, bro, who can connect on a on a cultural fucking wavelength. Mm, mm. That just like yeah, man. Don't take those bats and stop squashing motherfuckers and killing them and doing that shit. Yeah. Sending some, you know, sending some dudes, sending their peoples, you know. Yeah, no, he's fucking sick, man. He, I love him, man. He's, he's a cool dude. Yep. Um, and also you were talking about Dubbo before and then I, we are talking about Wagga and I was saying about the River Inner Comedy out there, you know, you got Dane Simpson out there. He comes up to Canberra yeah, every yeah. now and then. Like there's a whole, there's like this whole network that I want to tap into just talking to dudes like Dane, which I never would have known if there wasn't, um, yeah. if there wasn't Riverina comedy out there yep. or like Briggs, I wouldn't have known about him if I didn't, you know, listen to his first album and get into it. So there's just all these like little, little like pockets of community and shit that I don't even fucking know about. Right. It's so many, like, so we're work, work, working on this, um, this event, once COVID stops being a fuckwit, yeah, and it, you know it's just about showcasing new and, and established Aboriginal artists across Australia, mm. and I'm like I'm trying to get in like find Aboriginal female artists mm. right across different genres, and my journey like I got a friend who's just so plugged into that shit, she's like sending me, check this female artist out, check this female, and they're like fucking killing, bro. They are amazing female artists. Like I was like, oh shit, they did this. In their fucking place or whatever, like it didn't sound like that. Mm. Like it sounded professional, and and I was like, man, there's so many good fucking talented artists out there, mm. Aboriginal artists, uh, female male. Like, you know, you dig dig in, you'll find it, and it blows your mind. Yeah, no, it's fucking out there. Um, mm. Well, th- since last time I spoke, I think you did. Um, you had Deadly Funny the night after we recorded the last episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so since then you did that, man. That was fucking great, man. You had that You had that spot at the end there. You did some mad crowd work and shit. I think the video's online um, for people to see. Yeah. But, yep. yeah, dude, 
that was just one of those situations where some people see the video, they'll know what I'm talking about. You just got to take an opportunity when it comes up, right? Like if you got a chance to do some crowd work, dude, I was I was howling and laughing, dude. That was the fun, like one of the funniest fucking crowd works I've ever seen. Yeah, right. You got to like, um, like one thing, so I did my time in Sydney, but as a stand-up comedian, right? Mm. Sydney's just like Sydney's like Melbourne, man. They're like in 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 any other sort of major city where there's just a cluster of all these cultures and shit, and you just you just gotta fucking go for the crowd, man. It's up to, and it's not about ripping them up. It's about understanding them, man, getting them on your side. Mm. And if you, if you don't make that a party, like as a comedian, like figuring that shit out, and that's where you figure it out on stage, right there in the moment, and you're either gonna fuck it or you don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like to me, like, if you don't throw that in your set, like, you can sit there and write, 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 but you're just going to have to go, all right, there's four cunts. I've got a millisecond to come up with shit, and I'm just going to go them until, it, until I work it out. Like, your game goes high, high, man. Like, you just mm. practice, practice, practice. Yeah, dude. It's You can't practice crowd work. You, the only way you can do it is on the fucking stage. Yeah, bro. 100%, man. That, and that's, that's the good thing about it, though, bro. That's where you, like... Um, that's where you just see people who are like who love this shit, and then people who just, you know, go back to just fucking writing books. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they work out comedy's not for them. Oh, but that's why it's a tough game to get into. I was actually talking to a local comedian about this. The reason that there's it's harder to stay doing comedy is because you got to be fucking good at it. Yeah, like you can't. If you get nurtured along the way and everyone gives you everything, you come out the end of it and you're not a fucking great comedian. Bro. But if you have to fucking fight for shit, do all the hell gigs, travel, fucking perform to like two people, fucking all that shit, that's what gets you the the this time in the big shows. Yeah, man. And that's where you kind of like... That's where you grind, man. Like, I remember doing one show when I was starting out, man, and... There was like three people in the audience and they were expecting 20-something, right? Mm. And only three turned up. And the, and the promoter come back to us and was like, yo, what if, you know, we're thinking of pulling it. I was like, nah, man, don't do that. I said, there's three people there, bro. You know how, like, how hard it is to get a gig like that? To just see if your shit is that good that it would make three people laugh. Mm. Like who have no connection <laughs> to each other. Just like, yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like that to me is like really... There are moments where you get to f- figure out like how good you are and shit like that, and if you don't, if if you do not lose your feelings in those first two or three years, like you have to stop caring, like you have to be heartless basically mm. to succeed in comedy. Yeah, like it's it's not it's not like riding a bike, bro. Where it's like, oh fuck, once you do it, you learn it. Nah, man, I, I went to Sydney, bro, and did a did a gig uh, last month. It was fucking terrible, bro. And all that told me is I need to get back into Sydney more in the scene yep. and start doing more comedy in front of these fucking super woke wankers, man, who need to hear, you know, classy shit. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and you know, so, so then, you, you know, that's what I'm talking about, man. You, gotta, you just got to get yourself in different scenes, man. Then I'll drive up to Tamworth where, you know, there's like um, – like eight mullets per square meter, man. <laughs> this is like the highest, thick, thickest patch of mullets in <laughs> fucking New South Wales. Is it per capita. Yeah, per capita, <laughs> right. It's a tear work, man. Again, you're up there, man. You can't just be 
fucking banging on the black stuff we do is it ain't Canberra and Sydney, man. Mm. That motherfuckers have got the the Southern Cross tattooed on their body somewhere, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> up the shaft. Yeah, man. At some point, your your stand up comedy set just sounds like a protest march, man. You know. Yeah, yeah. If you don't put yourself in hard spots and awkward positions, man, then you can't adapt. Yeah, there's two fucking sayings that I've heard that are like that. One is um, the seed doesn't grow in the shade. Yep. So if you don't fucking put in the hard shit, I like that, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other one, I don't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> like I, but yeah, dude, I um, I just reckon that in especially because uh, I haven't done those fucking hell gigs. I've done a couple of sh- like I've done a couple. I've taken a hose in a couple of times, but yeah, man. For the most part, I've gotten through it, but I haven't done that proper like hell gig shit. Um. And yeah, that's still probably yet to come, bro. I will tell you now, and I, and, and the, it, the day that it happened for me, right? I heard my spirit break, like you know what I mean. And this is how you know it's a hell gig when you get off stage and you question your career choices. Hmm. Like that's when I felt like, like, oh, now you're on the journey of being a stand-up comedian because hmm. now you 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 stop giving a fuck what they think or feel. And you start working out what you think and feel on subject matters and and then telling them and then they laugh. You know what I mean? Like, I remember the day that my spirit broke, man, because these motherfuckers looked at me like, nah, that's mm. not funny, bro. And they, they let me know that. It's like, that's the second saying. There you go. I remembered it finally. The um, You can't build something new until you tear down the old. Oh, man, fuck, bro. You're, you're, Look at that. Your sayings are like... Um, Fuck it, man! Like you wouldn't expect it from someone with yeah, a nose yeah. ring, sort of saying like the Prince of Persia type <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah, you know, like you know, it's like <laughs> some, on some scroll or some shit, man. You know, and it, <laughs> and all I go was have a go, you can't. Have a go, you can't. You know, fuck yeah, man. You're saying off mic before, like we started the gig. You're telling me a bit. More, like I said, I don't know a lot about um a lot about certain subjects because i don't have a lot of the time to research everything i don't want to come into something half-baked you know mm, I hate it, man. um but what were you saying about we we're talking about um art and like how i've got the comedy stuff the comedy artwork and post and you're saying that the rights to the aboriginal flag is owned by, by someone oh, else man, it's a fucked up thing bro so harold thomas was the designer of the flag right mm. and he owned the copyrights to the flag but I think what happened over the years, right, is Harold Thomas never made money off the flag, right, as as the, the copyright owner. So what he did, man, like recently in the last year or so, is he sold those rights to a white company, a non-Indigenous company. Sorry, mm. it's, a, it's a friendly way of saying it. Yeah, I get you. But we all know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. White people. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, <he's got> <laughs> no I'm married to a white man. I, can't, I can only pep you so much, man. Yeah, no, but know, I get what you're saying. Otherwise, man. it's like a drought for a month, man. You know yeah, what I mean? I like, wondered why my bank account went up a little bit. It was just <laughs> shared amongst all of us. Yeah, bro. <laughs> like, if I get it. Um, but, like, the, the, he sold the rights. He, bro, he sold it for like 20K. Mm. 20,000, man. I would have given the account 20,000, man, yeah, not yeah. to do it. He sold the rights to the flag to this company. And this company now has the right to manufacture and, and sell any shirt designs, whatever design they want, uh, whatever they have product they have with the flag on it. Uh, but they also get to, to tell other people who have the flag on their stuff, don't do that. Um, 
legally they can do it. It's crazy, man. Fuck. We're talking about non-Aboriginal people, non-Indigenous people, going to Aboriginal people. You can't do that with your flag. Mm. Um, uh, you can if you pay us. Like, that's crazy. That's fucking crazy. So, uh, yeah, so it's, it's owned by a non-Aboriginal company and um, there's a whole bunch of um, different uh, strategies. That's Government's now involved, you know. Uh, AFL got the shits, man, because, you know, we, we have the Indigenous round yeah, like yeah. for NRL and yeah, yeah, AFL. Yeah. And uh, they sent out a letter to the AFL basically saying you can't put any of our flag, the Aboriginal flag, on any of your jerseys or anything like that because unless you pay a fee because we we own the rights to it it's fuck crazy bro hey i'll tell you now man i when when i heard it though i was like like touche white people you know what i mean yeah yeah of course (laughs) yeah yeah we were like oh yeah we see your your fucking oppression we'll we'll raise you a closing the gap right Mm. you know and a whole bunch of really cool shit and then they were like oh yeah cool well we we see you Owning your flag, Fuck. so that, and that was like, oh motherfucker, there's a Game of Thrones shit here with this going on. But like, I think the government are looking at just fucking buying it all from, yeah, like one lump sum, and then they own it, like as in they give it back, and mm. they've done that before with like land rights and buying land off of a British uh, stockman and giving it back to the traditional owners. They've done that yeah. before, yeah, but. Yeah, it's kind of a weird thing, man. Fuck, it's weird, man. To think that they like people can own something like that, you know? Yeah, well, it, it what like you know like people look at these non-indigenous people and go, "How the fuck can you you do that?" And yeah, of course, how how can you do that? These people, these business like they don't understand none of this shit, bro. <coughs> Sorry about that. Like they just doing what their forefathers did when they come here, man. Just uh, make money, take what you can get, and f- fuck any ethics or morals around. Like, just get after it, right? Mm. So, wh- why, like, you can't be, uh, you know, sort of angry at life or fucking acting like a lion. Yeah, yeah. Um, but <coughs> where I'm sort of disappointed at is Harold going down that road and selling the rights to these things and not considering, like, the ramifications of that. And, um, and I'm and I'm disappointed because our government's like, oh, we're going through diplomatic processes to uh, come to a resolution. I said, you're the fucking government, man. You know what I, you know what I mean? You, you you told every cunt stay in your fucking house, hmm. and they did. You know what I mean? Like, you, yeah, you, surely this <laughs> must not be as fucking hard. <laughs> you shut a country down, brah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you. you, you you closed businesses, man. You you did did that without even giving a fuck what people thought or felt or their livelihood. Mm. And then you're like, listen, man, it's a sensitive topic. We're going through diplomatic process, man. Just get tell them motherfuckers, listen. Uh, this is our tax department over here. We own that. They're gonna fuck with you for about <laughs> for the duration of all your businesses yeah, unless you're a fucking sumo yeah. <laughs> yeah, you only get 70 years there man this is where that you know that what's the russian prime minister man the president of, uh fucking yeah the, mr putin there putin man that's that's where you need that motherfucker come in man because he'd have some sort of formula like that yeah, yeah. like, but you know it to me i just laugh when i read bullshit like that man. oh man it's fucking crazy but the only way you get it back is i think they either uh change laws around um, the flag, yep, or they buy buy it off the company, um, which means they still win. 
Surely they could change something to say that, you know, you can't you can't fucking charge someone for something that is identity for their fucking, you know, their flag, you yeah. know. Like if, if for example the fucking uh, the British flag was up for sale and some cunt decided to buy it, well you can't then they wouldn't fucking sell that off. No, man. And I'll tell you now, man, this is for some of the people who can't really f- connect emotionally to what's going on here. It's like um it's like the Baptist church going in and owning the rainbow flag and then going to every gay, lesbian, trans, bi yeah. and, and the others. It's like, oh, man, if you're going to put that on a shirt and sell it, I want a dollar for it. And not being from that community and being about that community, it's like... But there's some gnarly shit, man, and it's a... You know, when I when I think about it, I was like, "That's a cra- that's a there's a as a businessman, I was like, "Damn, man, that's some bulls." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we got you got seven hundred fifty thousand pistol Aboriginals in Australia, man. <laughs> you know, and now we all know what you look like and mm. where your business is set up, and yeah, you just you just couldn't give a fuck, mm-hmm. man. These people, are like, let's do it. You know? Yeah, they're just like, fuck it. Yeah, yeah so dude. Crazy no, times. Still man. fucking heaps heaps to come. So what you can do, bro, is um online and sign a petition. Yep. To uh, so just change.org um and just look Aboriginal flag, sign a petition. If you Google that shit, yeah, yeah. comes up. Sign it. Yeah, everyone should fucking get on that shit. Get on to it, man. I fucking lo- you know what I love about that, bro, is that like for a lot of white people, bro, don't wanna get involved right, man. And when they hit that, like, submit button, mm. the feeling that they get, I can imagine, is just quite great. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's that little, that little part they did because I've met some friends, man, like, who did that and they just let me know that they've signed the petition. Mm. And I know for, like, I know for them it was a big deal for them, man, because, you know, like, they, they don't know much about history or that, but I'll tell you what, man, they fucking sign that petition <laughs> yeah, yeah and they've done their part man <laughs> done their part they even put a facebook post up man oh fuck yeah just post. On you. i love it man hey you know and i think um as an aboriginal company white guilt or white white, white guilt strategy is, is a good strategy to have man <laughs> 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 i'm just waffling all man but i'm no nah, man for real man. fucking been been good having you in man like i said before this is the first time in the new studio so um obviously i still got to adjust some stuff and make it all good get some boom arms in here get some boom arms man. Oh, if anyone's got any suggestion suggestions send them through to uh marky worthington comedy at gmail but i bet you the first thing better lighting like we both look like in witness protection lad probably all grayed out <laughs> and that you know how they got the, the dark the dark background yeah and right. shit. like one of them fucking bikey houses man. <laughs> yeah. you know like you got the whole fucking foiled up windows yeah, the foiled up windows <laughs> buddy. you might have to get a crane company in man hold these cunts up you know yeah yeah exactly just put a hole in the roof and just and dangle it down like down. the old boxing rings where they just drop the <laughs> mic down from the middle there yeah. in the right corner bro, you know sick, bro. actually it'd be sick man if that just shit just dropped down and just dropped just down bro that'd be sick bro. that'd be cool yeah and then when i'm not podcasting i hang a punch punching bags off it you know <laughs> <laughs> right but would you hit them would you use them man would you use them oh man so when i was uh younger i used to do a little bit of kickboxing just for the fitness 
Just so, so everyone who's know out, he's not just a fucking comedian, man. Oh, he'll fuck you up. Yeah. Oh no, just fitness style. But I've oh, lost yeah. all the fitness I gained from it, so I'm pretty pretty fucking down yeah. the middle now. So important you make the to distinguish the difference. Hey, like yeah, well, this is kickboxing fitness. Yeah, and this is kickboxing competitive uh, kickboxing. Yeah, because like if you do, <laughs> if you do it for fitness, dude, they want you to punch it a hundred times. If you have to do it, if you have to actually fight someone, and you've got to fucking punch a hundred times in one minute. Bruh, you're not doing it right, are you? Well, what if you like? What if you squared up with that cunt <laughs> on the street, man? Hey, like, and he'd be like, "Oi, bruh, he's like, bruh, I don't kickbox it. Oi, bruh, which one? Fitness, man? Oh, fuck, I'm gonna crunch this cunt. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna fold this motherfucker, man. Like, fitness is worse, dude. Because you know why? What? You're not used to doing a hundred punches without doing a fucking push up after, you know. So you'd be yeah. sitting there. You you might even rock the guy a little bit, you know, slinging back a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. you just straight into kickboxing fitness mode. You get down there, three, three, Fuck three push ups, Blanco, just couple, tie of, couple of planks and that. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking just start planking and cuts. Oh, planking on you, right? Yeah, so anyway, yeah, I'd probably used it if I had a bag, you know, just to sharpen the um for the old fitness back up. Excuse again. me, man. So I got a, a tire, I got like one of those flip over tires. Yeah, yeah. And I picked it up and I used it once and it's been a year and a half. And um and I was, but I am always creative like that, I man. I think, fuck yeah, that'll work and then but the problem isn't the function of it, the problem is my commitment to it. Yeah. To uh anything that comes into my head real quickly and I act on it. It's not. It's never gonna work. It's a time thing too, man. Yeah, bro. Fuck time. Trying to get it all sorted. But yeah, man. Been fucking good having you over. Thanks, thanks bro. for uh, everyone for tuning in to the uh, first studio episode, man. And thanks, Benny, for being on the show. Thanks for having us, bro. Thanks for letting my my fucking man, uh, for some my kids in the background here just yeah. chilling, man. So I appreciate having us. Oh man, it's good to have you over. Like I said, now I've got a spot set up. We can. Do more stuff here and right. Actually, yeah, let's fucking get into it, man. Let's get creative. You should rent this shit out, man. Yeah, see, there you go. You There's a, another opportunity. The business mind kicking in. Yeah, man, business mind. You just rent this shit out because there's a lot of dudes out there, man, that you know just don't have the five k to set that shit up, but could rent it out for like. Yeah, well, I went. Body. I went to Melbourne and uh, Melbourne when I was on the the metal one and the metal podcast and that I run, um, Canberra Metalheads. And it, um, I rented a studio there to interview a band member when I was in Melbourne. And mm. it was just like a house, dude, but they, they set it up as a studio. And, uh, yeah, the podcasting room was set up like this, just chilling, did a podcast. So I could do it on the road, you know. Like, obviously, all that's all put on hold right now. But for me, man, I'm happy to have this little spot set up and be able to get the, uh, get the fucking word out. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, man. All right. Well, thanks for being on the show. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, and also... Remember to um, like, subscribe, and share. And uh, the next Basement Comedy is on the 15th of September. So Benny might even be able to drop in if you, if everyone's lucky. You might be able to see him. I'm a fuck, I'll drop in, man. I'll drop in. Uh, like I'm going to drop this mic. When yeah. I'm, when I'm done. Today. <laughs> 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 fucking like drop it hard, hard. man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. Thanks, bro. Cheers. Cheers. I just like that you just automatically every episode of Tick the Box that says I'm a gun.